Hi, this is George. And this is Donna. And this is currently Currently with with George George and Donna. Donna. Today, we are going to continue our passedlies, our past escapades. Yeah, because we only did six episodes last year. It was a hit. Um, It was a, I think we were up for some sort of award. Yeah. The potties, the potties awards. (laughs) That does not sound good. (laughs) Although, that's an amazing name. The potties. The potties. (laughs) Um, I like to start potties. I think we're up for some sort of award out there in podcast I, land. I was surprised, like some some pe- some of our friends, relatives, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, I was um, thinking about what to listen to on this road trip, and I just, you know, put it on." Pouring yourself a drink there. <laughs> I think that's the sound you gotta you gotta justify. <laughs> you can't just be making those kind of sounds and not explain. I was pouring a glass of wine. Um, no, the feedback has been great. Thank you, everybody, for posting it on our blog post. We don't have that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thank you for thinking about, about saying nice things it. about yeah. us. And, but you know, for we, writing a great review. Yeah, you can't actually, you can leave a good review. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I think we have can. one. We or have or one we had too. one because we're switching podcasts. He might have changed his mind. <laughs> he might have made immediately uh, revoked his comments yeah um well today george had some things that he was super excited to tell you about that happened last year okay so um i mentioned it a little bit last episode but i was really excited because i was asked to be a groomsman in one of the coolest ways possible uh if you know me you know i like games and gaming and scavenger hunts and puzzles and escape room type things and um i got a package in the mail uh, one day at our old house, and um, you started recording. Yeah, well, the the groom actually reached out to me about a month ahead of time and said, I'm going to ask George to be a groomsman. Do you think he would like that? And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Do you even know him? Uh, yeah, you know he's going to be super psyched about that. He said, okay, keep it a secret. I'm going to ask him. To be my groomsman in a very creative way, it's going to be a game, like a scavenger hunt um, computer game. And I was like, ugh, thank God you're not a woman. Because if, <laughs> if you were, you would have done stole my husband right from under me. Oh, uh, my God. So I get this. I get home from work, and I open the package, and I'm like a little bit confused about this. And then it's that look where you're like, where you realize, like, this is something amazing. And I look up at you and you're recording me. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and the rest of my night proceeds to crack down on this scavenger hunt thing um, on, on a game, kind of a role-playing game, you know, old school style with the text and go left, go right. And an evil monkey pops out of a chest and kills me. I will never forget that. We actually started a club, the Revenge Against the Monkey Chess Monkey Club. We're, we're working on it. It's a group performing. Okay. <laughs> but that was a that was an awesome experience. So then it embarked in this this uh, uh, adventure um, of basically going to a bachelor party in New York, um, where we kind of stayed at a cabin and went hiking and we were in nature. We did some really cool things like um, archery. I found out I'm really good at it because my right eye is dominant. The guy um, Wayne. Uh, if you're ever in upstate New York, 
uh, Don't Find Wayne. Uh, he'll don't tell, find him. Don't find Wayne. Okay. I got to tell you this, just so everybody. Wayne, first, he was kind of inappropriate on the jokes that he said about being married for such a long time. You know? Like the old, you know, just guy, you know. Banter. Banter, but like inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And he would get extremely close to Jared when he would be telling him Jared's these jokes. the groom, by Jared's the way. Jared's the groom. And so it made him it made him uncomfortable. And so then um, Wayne, at one point, uh, he was like, a, he's a white guy. He had like a ponytail, like he's a archery teacher, like with a ponytail. Yeah, with a ponytail. And uh, he, Wayne's living his best life. Yeah, and he's like kind of talks like this. And at one point, he's like, yeah, you have to f- fill out this uh, this uh, waiver uh, that allows me to like touch you. You know, like, put my hand on you and kind of direct you. I don't know why they started doing that, but, uh... Oh, oh, Wayne. Oh, poor Wayne. We... It's like... I, I know. I wasn't even there, and we all know why they started that. And so, so he's making... He makes that, 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 um, precursor to teaching us. Then he, like, says these uh, kind of almost borderline inappropriate things close up to Jared. And Jared, you can see, is kind of getting, like... All right, dude, you're way too close to my face. And then he um, tells us this story about how he got bit by a tick and he's lost motion and it was the worst seven years of his life. So he digresses into this story. So he had Lyme disease? Yeah, that he fought back from. And it was just, it was just like this roller coaster of a thing. So we all get paranoid about ticks because we don't want to end up like Wayne. Right. Who said he had to strap some kind of mechanism on him in order to shoot in an arrow? Wayne robocopped himself. <laughs> robocopped himself. He robo waned himself. So, so uh, he he did teach me though which eye dominant I was. Which I, I'm right. I'm a lefty, but I'm right eye dominant. Okay. And I was I was hitting the bullseyes. So getting it right on warrant. You're saying after you learned that your right eye is your predominant eye, you were able to hit the marks better. Yeah, because um in archery, when holding the 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 bow, I would hold extend my left arm would be extended and my right eye would be the one finding the the target. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I was accurate. Uh, high percentage at the time. Gotcha. So whenever I got in, like handgun shooting, mm-hmm. I hold it with my left, but I always kind of guided with my left eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold it with my left hand, always guided it with my left eye. So uh, I, I'm really not that great at shooting handguns. Like I never hit the target really well. Yes, he is potential burglars. Yes, I am. Well, now I know. Well, now he's better. Anyone? I'm not winking at who you. Who has malintent? I'm closing my left eye so I can hit you right in between. <laughs> he ain't winking. He's just closing his bad eye to use his good eye to look at you. So I really want to go shooting again because uh, I want to oh, see how many better. Oh, okay. Is that all you had to say yeah. about the bachelor party? No, there's still more, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, later uh, in the... No, no, no. Previously in the summer, we went to Chicago and I got to go axe throwing for the first yes. time at Ragnarok axe throwing, and I kicked butt. Yeah, we broke into teams, and I almost won the whole shebang. I one guy beat me, but there was like special circumstances. But like his team got like extra tries and stuff at the end. Uh, but that's okay. So I came in second out of six people my first time axe throwing. Turns out I know how to throw an axe. 
Yeah. It yeah, was and fun. It's intimidating when you see the video. Um, when you go on our website and see when, the video. When you go on our website or you think about me throwing an axe in your mind because <laughs> we does, don't have a website. She gone down good. What? I don't know. That doesn't. She gone done good. She done gone. She, what? You know what I mean. <laughs> um, she gone done good. She gone done good. Oh, okay. All right, Yankee. Um, anyway back to your uh... yeah then we did shooting skeet shooting um, which was a lot of fun Um, and I knew my right eye is dominant my left arm you know points so I'm doing very good and at the very end of it um, we do a little competition but my left shoulder I was holding the gun wrong so my left shoulder was all completely bruised and so every time I shot it would be a shot of pain that I would feel as well on my shoulder. So I didn't want to win. I didn't want to play anymore. But I couldn't because you're in a group of guys, everybody's shooting. So it's like, I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, you know what? Never mind, guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, so I start winning these skeet matches as we're, like, getting to the top level. And I play Jared's brother who plays Call of Duty, I guess, like, nonstop. And he was phenomenal. It wasn't because I was hurting that I lost. I lost outright, but I didn't. It was painful. Hmm. So it was a great experience uh, for a bachelor party. That was like some of my favorite parts of last summer. Yeah. While George was at that bachelor party, I mentioned to you in the last episode that I was in New York City, living it up with my sister Tina. Um, Tina and I have spent time previously in New York City. I used to live there. For six years, so she visited me a couple times then, a few times, but we had hung out there since then one time and went to a Broadway show. So this past summer, when George was with the guys, we went to New York and we said, let's do another Broadway show. So the last time we did, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Wicked. We did Wicked. This time we did... Phantom of the Opera, which was gorgeous and beautiful, but I'll tell on us, and I'll tell you secretly what happened. It was, uh, we got there early. We both got there early in the morning. We had early, early, early flights. We walked around the city all day. We went to one of our favorite spots, the Mandarin Oriental. It's a tradition. Tina and I go to the top of the Mandarin Oriental. And we have wine, and we look out upon Central Park. Well, we did that first. Then we went to dinner. Then we went to Phantom of the Opera that started at like 8.30 p.m. Both of us almost fell asleep mm. in Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> and anybody who knows me knows I'm not a big napper. I'm not a sleepy person. When I'm at home at night, it takes me forever to fall asleep. I do not take naps. I'm... Not the type of person to fall asleep in the middle of something. But for some reason, we Didn't were... Didn't they, like, don't they do, like, soothing It was the song. music, the lighting. Even with the drama of Phantom of the Opera, we, we still... I look at Tina, and I just see her eyes closing, and that just goes, oh, yeah, I'm gonna close mine, too, to me. And so we almost fell asleep, both of us. In the taxi ride home, we were like, dang, I almost fell asleep. Me too! 
Like, we couldn't believe it, like, how sleepy we were. I, I just, I don't have any desire to go see an opera. But it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was worth it. But we just jam-packed our day full of a bunch of uh, expensive drinks yeah. and sushi. We had sushi for dinner. And um, and then by the time we were there, we were just tired. Also, we tried to go see, uh, oh shoot, it was a Bette Midler starring in, I think it was Hello Dolly or something. And I probably have that wrong, but we tried to get tickets to that. But they were sold, completely sold out, mm. and then they didn't have another one until she and I were leaving New York. Mm. So for the rest of the night, we kept talking about uh, Bette Midler and Bette. When we were around other people, we were like, oh, yeah, Bette was probably looking for us. And, oh, Bette, did you see Bette today? And all? We probably sounded crazy to people, but uh, we talked, and we kept toasting to Bette Midler. The rest of the day, after we tried to get those tickets, so I'm sure we had a couple too many glasses of wine, because mm. every time we got one, we would say, to Bette Midler, to Bette, did you see Bette? And then we try to go watch Phantom of the Opera, and we fall asleep. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, the rest of the trip was great. We both got to go to the top of the World Trade Center. Which neither one of us had done before because when I was still living there, it wasn't complete yet. The Freedom Tower was not completed. And America. the last couple of times, we just haven't gone. But Tina and I went. Tina was scaredy pants um, getting up there. For those of you who have not been and have no desire to go, I'll tell you. If you do want to go one day, it's not really a spoiler, but maybe spoiler alert um you get into an elevator and as the elevator is bringing you up all the many over 100 stories it shows the history of new york city being built on 360 cameras around you mm. in the elevator so it's very cool super artsy very cool you get to see how new york started out when it was just a colony and then building up to what it is today with all the skyscrapers and the concrete jungle. So you watch that in the elevator as you go up. You get out of the elevator and there's a big wall in front of you where, again, you watch more stories of New York City and see um, a video view of what you're going to see. And then the wall separates and it's windows and you really get to see the view. From that high up, it is gorgeous. I recommend it to anyone who wants to go to New York. Don't be afraid. We were fine. It's a beautiful view. You can see the whole, you can see past Queens, past Brooklyn, all past New Jersey. It was great. I had a great time. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like an amazing experience. It was. Um, I've seen the opera as the backdrop in certain action movies. Um, Mission Impossible, um, Sherlock Holmes, and that's about as much as I want to see them. If there's not like a fight scene happening in the background at the uh, at the apex of the guy singing, mm -hmm. I don't want to go to opera. Okay, you're confusing opera with plays. There's no, those weren't plays. Those there, were operas. No, there's different things. Where the there, guys like Ooh, right. That's an opera. Well, an opera is majority operatic singing. A play has more of a storyline, and there's music, 
sometimes, not all the time, but there's music, but it's not the majority operatic singing. An opera is different from a play. Thank you. For you realize that an that. opera, a play, and a symphony are different things, Absolutely. right? Okay. We, so we've it was never, very clear. We've never seen... I've never gone to see an opera with Tina. I've only seen plays. So Phantom of the Opera. It wasn't even an opera. It's a play about okay. an opera. All right. <laughs> so what's the next subject? Because that, that, the operas are so interesting. <laughs> Uh, Wicked was good, though, you guys. It was very fun. I do recommend that, too, if you want to see that. Oh, well, you know, you talked about Jared's bachelor party, but Jared's wedding was super fun. Yeah, so you got to go to that one. Um, Yes. I had a plus one. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's married. Isn't that weird that it's just assumed? It's assumed, yeah. It's assumed that... Like, what if you didn't want to bring me... Like, what if you wanted to bring your brother? Or, you know, someone else? Uh, you know, another gamer? Yeah. What if you met a friend? They'd be like, where's Donna? I'm like, yeah, she... You know, I didn't think she was right fit for this plus one on this wedding. (laughs) Because of the amount of gamers we had. (laughs) Um, this wedding, I do have to say congrats, Drew and Jared, because it was so fun. A toast. A toast. To Drew and Dra- Jared. Yes. Um, it was in upstate New York, right outside of Albany. Flew, we flew up. We flew to New York for a day to see George's mom mm-hmm. and to go back to George's old neighborhood where mm-hmm. he grew up. We oh, did yeah, some, I showed you some parts. A little bit of sightseeing. It's weird how everything looks so much smaller when you like go back. Mm-hmm. When you go back to 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... Why it looks so much smaller? I had a lot of memories in that neighborhood, and so yeah, it was weird to go back. So we went there for a day. And so then how we... is it for you that you live here? So you're back in your old neighborhood, basically right. living. Do things seem different, the same? Um, I feel like it's not a hundred percent equal. The question because this whole area was ravaged by Hurricane Katrina. So there are a lot of things that I grew up around that are not here anymore mm. that I can't really show you. I do still try to show you some things or point out where things used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, my high school is still there. there my was, elementary school is still there. That's where the Home they're Depot different. was. Yeah, they're different then, now, but... Then what's there now? A Home Depot? No. No. <laughs> my high school is a middle school now. So it's not a high school anymore, it's a middle school, but the building is still there. Uh, But yeah, yeah, sort of, you know, even if I go past my elementary school now, um, it's rebuilt and everything, but if I go past it, I'm like, oh wow, it's so much smaller Mm -hmm. than it seemed. But anyway, um, so we went to George's old place, and then the next day we left for Upstate and had a great time. Yeah, had a great time. Um, the groomsmen all stayed in the house. Airbnb was fantastic. It was such a cool experience to be with other uh, uh, people. Um, you know, because we've been doing the Gen Cons and the, we did the bachelor party beforehand. It was just a different vibe. It was, it was like seeing your, you know, really good friends again. We've gotten so close lately. Um, uh, seeing them all again, we played some Queen as we got it ready. Those are some of my highlights uh, from that um, uh, Queen music. <laughs> You're like, what are you talking about? The Queen music. 
uh, yeah. that we were all like uh, while we were getting ready for the from the um for the wedding. Yeah. Um, and this was before the movie came out too. <laughs> oh, okay. This was before the movie. Yeah. But um, yeah. So we uh we stayed in an Airbnb that was really pretty. It had like seven bedrooms or something. So like. All the groomsmen and their wives stayed in this B&B. It had like a tennis court and a pool and a jacuzzi. It was really nice. Uh, and then for the wedding, the wedding was in this really um, old farmhouse type of thing that had been redone. Think Pinterest. And you'll know where we went for the <laughs> wedding. It was like the farmhouse in the... You know, like the um, the night sky and in the, the rolling hills. It was called Seven Ponds. Uh, I'll do a shout out. And they really did have seven ponds on yeah. the property. We, we counted, counted them because <laughs> we could see them from up on the hill. Yeah. Um, what was great, I think, about not just attending a wedding but being part of a wedding, which I was, I've never, um, you know, been that involved in a wedding. I might have st- st- stood in like a wedding before. But um, like a church type thing way back in the day, if, if I'm, I don't know if I remember correctly. But to be like this involved was a really great experience. And then um, um, you're kind of like you have a mission of things to do. So you're not the, just there hanging out the whole weekend and maybe you see the groom and the bride. This was like there were purposeful events in which we would be involved in, which was obviously right. um, walking down the aisle and... So, George had been conversing with one of Jared's friends called Brian. And I got to meet Brian. He's my friend, too. Now he's George's friend, too. I got to meet Brian and his wife, Chelsea, at the wedding. And let me tell you how we hit it off. (laughs) We met each other in about an hour in. We decide to go break into a telescope. Observatory. Observatory <laughs> telescope building. So, so what, that was like my one of my top two favorite parts. We break in there and we want to get this thing rolling. We want to make the telescope. The, the, it was more... No, it was a telescope. It was a telescope, yeah. it, it was like an, a big observatory telescope. We walk to it and then like we don't... Uh, what I've learned is that don't ever assume that the door is locked. And in that case, it wasn't. So we just like unlocked the lock and then and just walked it. straight inside straight of this big giant telescope. So you kind of have to get down under and and you got kind of walk. And so it's this uh, five adults in there, uh, or uh, who? Because Jared's brother was Jared's in there brother with was us. With yeah. us. And we're all looking around, and there's this big telescope, and you can slide the thing open. To, to peek out to the sky, and we got that open. We opened that, and then, like, the telescope was stuck. We couldn't move it. Yeah, we couldn't move it. It was missing the piece, uh, the, the, the piece to magnify. Yeah, and so we're trying to move it, and we're trying to push on it. Right. To get it to do something. Right, and so there's a latch at the top of it, <laughs> and I'm like, I'll climb and do it, because, you know, I get, like, overly excited. So, no. So I was, like, I, I was all in. It felt like a mist. Kind of game scenario. M Y S T for all those computer gamers out there. Yeah, and so, <laughs> but it wasn't worth it to me doing that because we didn't have the magnifying piece for the the telescope. But we walk away, we talk about it, we laugh about it later on in the night, and I think it was either at the house afterwards when we drove all the way back. 
But I found out that Brian's wife found the piece. She had the piece. I just was too excited and talking too much or talking with someone else <laughs> that I didn't overhear that she had the piece. That would have changed the whole night. No, we knew. Okay, from okay. L- let me tell okay, you what that happened. That was from my perspective. From my perspective, this microscope was, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, microscope. Telescope. This telescope was good to go. We just needed to prop it up to be facing yeah. out of the open doors, and it wouldn't move. And we kept trying to move it, and it wouldn't move. It was it was like bolted shut. Mm. So I knew it was going to work if we could move it, but we tried too hard and like busted a nail off or something. Do you remember that? Mm. We busted like a nail off of the holding mechanism. And when we did that, we were like, okay, let's get out of here. Okay. This is not worth getting the bride and groom in trouble. I think I would have made something work if I would have known she had that piece because I didn't know she had that piece. Yeah. Yeah, So so we all knew it was good to go. We just needed to get the telescope in place. And the more we pushed on it, the more we realized someone had it locked down into place and didn't want it moved. And so we were actually, we were already trespassing, but we were going to get some more charges at that point. (laughs) So, um... So that's when we stopped and left the little building where it was. Then hidden. after, uh, then afterwards, uh, that was the the, uh, I guess the what do they call it? Pre dinner party. Rehearsal. Rehearsal dinner. So then the the wedding day, we have a, a fantastic time. We drive back to the house, and at one point somebody mentions that there's a secret room. In the house. Oh, so this is after the wedding. After the, the wedding. The wedding's great. Yes. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful wedding, Jared. Thank you, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ride back, though, before we get back to the house. Um, wait, was this after the wedding that we went yeah. into the... Yeah. We leave the wedding. We're all partied up, if you know what that means. We're all partied up. And we get into this bus that gets lost in the woodlands of upstate New York. And all the roads are bumpy and horrible. So we're in this big, gigantic, like, limo bus type of thing. And it's bouncing for 45 minutes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sleeping. George fell asleep. Everybody else was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I do remember uh, Brian or Justin saying, all right. We need uh, all the guys to come out and help push the bus. Yeah. That's when I wake up and I'm like, all right. The, so the bu- I immediately follow them to the go. The bus was lost. That's why we were bouncing around for 45 minutes when it was really a 15-minute drive back to our house. Um, the bus driver got lost. in. There's no lights, you guys. Zero lights up there. It's all backcountry roads. Uh, you know what? Northerners talk about the South. Um, excuse me, I was on that bus at 2 o'clock in the morning up there, and it was scary. (laughs) Because there's no lights, all country back roads. So we were riding around for way too long. Turns out the bus driver got lost. We ended up on somebody's property, and the guy came out with a shotgun. Chalmette style. Like, southern style. Came out with a shotgun, and like, wondered, like, with his son, what was going on and why we were on his property. Fair enough. I get it. Um, so we got stuck in the mud on his property. Right. So the guys, somebody wakes George up and they're like, come on, we got to move this bus out of the mud. And George's like, okay. And he just jumps up and runs out there. 
There's like eight dudes could not move this bus. No, it was, it was, that was going to be very difficult. Yeah, they could not move so it. So the, the guy that we got stuck on the property brought the tractor yeah, around. Yeah, the guy put, up. Like, put his shotgun away and was like, okay, I have a tractor. I'll tow you guys out of the mud. So the guy who owned the property pulled us out of his own mud. Mm-hmm. We got back on the road. It took us maybe another half hour to get back to our place. By that time, everybody was all jumbled up, <laughs> all sh- all shooken, shooken up. Um, we had partied hard at the wedding, and now we're in a car for an hour and a half just getting jumbled around. So we were all kissing the ground when we got back to our house. Then we found the secret room. Right. Then we... Uh... I guess somebody was reading the, like, they always leave you a manual at the Airbnb, you know, kind of like with a little bit of a, no, let's hear it. Pour in a drink. Okay, so, in the manual, and again, this is something that I did not know, but we're all, like, hanging out in the living room talking about how incredible the wedding was, and they say, like, oh, um, did anybody ever find a secret room? And I was like, why didn't anybody tell me about the secret room? We would have been found this a long time ago. I was in the shower at this point. I had no idea any of this was going so, on. So I was like, all right. So we all get up. I like take initiative or somebody takes initiative to say like, let's go look for this thing. And I do the thing that I do at escape rooms. Like what's out of place? What's irregular? So I said, look, it's going to look like there should be a room next to this room. But it's an empty space, maybe a, 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 a cabinet's in front of it, or maybe a bookshelf's in front of it. So like, look for the like things... Like dead space. Dead space. Look for something that looks like dead space. Yeah, like it's irregular. There's three rooms on this side, same amount on the other side, but one less room, that kind of thing. So we all start looking. We all start looking. And then uh, Costa, who's become a really good friend and one of my favorite people, um, he finds that there's a, a theater, a music... Uh, there's a, a, a basically... Uh, in home theater. An in home theater in this And house. it has levels. Yeah. And he's like looking at the top level and he moves the beanbag or something and there's a circular hole, carpeted hole that you can lift up. So he says, he sounds all alarm. Hey, I found something. Everybody rushes to there. And that's where you like hear everybody rushing to. At this okay. point, I'm getting out of the shower. I literally, I, I just put on my pajamas. I open the door and, and one of the wives, I think it was Chelsea, tells me, your husband and Costa found a secret room. Come see. And I just went, what? <laughs> so how I remember it was um, Costa's at the top of the the, the um, in-home theater section. He lifts this thing, but it's dark in there. And he's looking in there. He's like, this is, I think, the secret room. And I just go up the stairs and jump into the hole. <laughs> just blind. <laughs> Like what? Yeah, like Mario. Like did it, did it, did it. Yeah, you just went straight into it without knowing what the <laughs> well, danger lied. What the danger was. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh my god, there was like toys and things in there, and so everybody, uh, well, what they immediately do was close it. <laughs> Trap you. Trap me in there, and then everybody pours in. You pour in. So so I came in. Yeah, I came in through through the same hole, but we realized. That if you went into one of the adjoining mm-hmm. bedrooms down the like hall, little, uh... there was a tiny little door, maybe about three feet high, that you could open and get to that area from it. Yeah, and so we, we all kind of hung out in there for a second. And then we found a creepy doll, and we yeah, all we got out of there. Doll. 
But it was a weird scenario in which is like all adults in this one room of the house that's a secret playroom apparently. It wasn't tall either. It was about maybe four foot high. Yeah. And we're all just there talking, hanging out. Like we don't want to go anywhere else. And I'll never forget that. It was just the funniest thing to me. Right. was just that we were just all like chilling in there. Yeah. uh, uh, Hanging out. So one of the great memories of uh, the summer. Two, two big, a couple of trips that we took that were very yeah, memorable. Yeah, the personal trips were fun. So this is Passively with George and Donna. Thank you for listening. Thank you, babies. We love you, babies. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Bye, babies. Of Passively. Bye, babies.